Welcome to Interceptor Beyond Podcast. My name is Arthur, and today it's the first episode of the Green Room Sessions, where I attend gigs and interview musicians right there somewhere at the backstage. Usually it's a green room. It's a contrast to the main podcast, which is more like a studio recording. The Green Room Sessions is raw and almost unedited. You'll hear some background music, maybe some people talking. At the beginning of the episode, we start outside. But then after like one minute, after realizing that it's not really possible to record there, we move to the groom room at the backstage. And that's where all the interviews took place. I did cut out only maybe like two minutes from this episode. The edits are minimal. And today we have interview with three interviews with three really cool bands, uh, Speck, Lupus, and Mothers of the Land. And each interview is followed by the band's song. And in the end of the episode, I have a small summary that I recorded at home. So check out the bands. The links are in the description of, to this episode. Also, the chapter codes, uh, the time codes, I mean, uh, to the parts of the episode are also in the description. Don't forget to subscribe because more cool stuff is coming up. And that's it. Enjoy. We'll start with Speck. Hi, I'm Patrick. I'm the drummer for Speck. And... I really fucking love drumming. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <sound> <laughs> Hi, I'm Lisa, I play the bass. Hi, I'm Marcella, I'm playing the guitar. And the band tonight is Speck, right? Yeah. When I told my friends today that I'm gonna interview Speck, they're like, Speck, I like that name, <laughs> awesome! So, I, I know your band, uh, you started a couple of years ago, in 2018, I think, something yes. like this. And I know your band because of Days of Confused. Somehow they oh, yeah. they invited you to play the one of the first gigs, I yes, think. Yes, yes. It was our second gig, yeah. 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 Uh, somebody, uh, I don't remember exactly the band who, with whom you played. Can you hear me? Yes. Actually, it's good that we need to start over because you get finally you like relaxed a bit. Yes. With, actually, we don't need to start that over. Actually, I'm recording all this time. <laughs> <laughs> so once again, so we met the Days to Confuse show uh, organized by Verena and Nicholas, right? Yeah, 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 great, great organizers, great people. Um, so you played with some uh, bands from United States, right? Yes, it was ecstatic vision. We were really really excited because I was a long time fan of them and then our second gig was with them and I was like that's real yeah wow <laughs> so you were are were you were you nervous nervous like uh, or was it like uh, a blast I mean you asked me if I was nervous before the interview or in, during the interview I am you know I'm, I can I can accept that <laughs> what about you um, I, for my part, can say I was nervous because it was like we rehearsed once in summer, once before the first gig, first gig, rehearsing again, and then it was the second gig with Ecstatic Vision. Yeah. So obviously we were not sure about the whole, where, where it would evolve and the whole concept. So yeah, I was definitely nervous. <laughs> but then you played, I think I was, yeah, I was there. I mean, I don't remember anything fucked up, so I, it means that everything was fine. How was the experience for you? I mean, it, it was great. I mean, uh, you have to tell the whole story because uh, in, the, in the beginning we, we weren't the band. We were just some guys who had just met each other and 
we had the opportunity just to 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 play the gig uh, because the the other band of Patrick uh, wasn't able to play. So we said, all right, we play. And Nick and Verena from Destiny Confused were at the show. It was in, in the in the Cafe Carina, and then. Uh, two weeks later, we were booked for the Dazed and Confused show, and this was actually like the like the, the, yeah the starting point for the band actually. And then ever since, we just went on, and some people, uh, I mean, people liked the stuff that we were doing, and so we just kept on doing it. And now we're a band, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. So it was a ha happy accident. Yes. A pure. Yeah. That's a cool story, you know. It's like not, it's not like all right. I started the band, and you know, like boring stuff. No, no, right. that's like a, a cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, we need to mention that what's interesting about your band is that you play instrumental music, right? There's not much singing. There's not maybe much. some a little bit of and of a lot voice. of improvisation. Not and a lot of improvisation, yeah. right? So uh, you like jamming a lot and yeah. recording. Like 90 to 95 percent is jammed when we play we just talk about uh, who will start or uh, in which theme we're kind of going if you like maybe starting slower and or if you like fall to the floor uh, from the beginning that that's that's the only thing that we're talking about when we are playing and everything after that is just improvised and jammed and yeah so today it's going to be also improvised, especially in this hit. Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. And uh, you like uh, Lisa? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I have your names here. <laughs> Sorry about this. I'm also fucked up because of the heat. <laughs> um, where are we? Can you tell the people where are we? They could. At the moment, we're at um, Arena in Vienna. Um, it is a great location. Um, there are some buildings um, with made out of old bricks. Um, it used to be a slaughterhouse, yeah. um, but we're <laughs> very thankful that today this is a, a music location. Um, there Tell us about about the heat. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. Well, it's pretty hot today, but uh, it's 35 degrees, 36. That's true. That's why you need to get a beer as soon as possible. It's a beer woche, yes. Yes. Yeah, and uh, we're uh, so we're at Arena, and it's a beer woche. So there are many, there are several bands per day on, in this week. I mean, I have to tell it to the international people. And we're in Vienna, you know. Yes. It's Saturday, and it's around six o'clock, <laughs> so that people understand how we feel right now. All right, so. Uh, we know how you started. You, uh, I think you recorded an album. You have an album, right? One. Yes. Yes, we recorded an album. The album was also jammed. There was just one track that we we went into in, in the studio with 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 the idea of this riff, and we just went with it, and everything else was just jammed, and that's it. And the next album is gonna be like that. And uh, first of all, I mean, I really like the album. Secondly, I really like the co album cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah um, um, and an old friend of mine, uh, Leonie Mattis is her name. She was uh, she went to school with me, and she studied uh, illustration in Hamburg in Germany. And 
someday I was just sitting uh, somewhere with Lisa and I just showed her the Instagram account like, oh my God, this is so goofy. You need to see this. <laughs> and then... It's very 90s. Yeah, it is very 90s. And um, she also did it, did the whole, uh, the whole thing in Microsoft Paint, I think. No. Yeah, almost everything is made in Microsoft Paint. Holy shit, why it's not written in the bad description? <laughs> Yeah, that, that's why you are here. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, so, so that you can give some background information for you. For I will your, give you. Yeah. I, can, I can give you a lot of notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that, and we just asked her, and um, I don't know. Uh, we were, we knew that this album cover would polarize, and we were not sure if this would be an appropriate thing to do. But in the end, it, I don't know. It, it, it paid off. I think. Yeah. Uh, in my experience, uh, for example, I interviewed the band. Uh, I interviewed the band Broom, mm -hmm. and they have the white uh, bunny on the front cover. But they're a doom metal band, right? So I asked them, like, "Oh, you're so like cool and stuff. That's why you put the the bunny there, like like for like." And they said, "No, no, no. It was a joke. We just made it as a joke, and that's it." So. The, the more controversial you can be, the better it is, I think, you know, like, it depends. It depends, yeah. <laughs> I remember some YouTube comments, like, we came for the cover, but it stayed for the sound. <laughs> but it's great, it's yeah. great. It means that the cover is working and the music is working, you know, stayed for the sound. And, and also from a friend of mine, his children, we totally love this cover and we're <laughs> always kind of like, can we hear some speck? <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Uh, you pressed a vinyl and it sold out yeah. and now uh, tell me this like uh, what, what's up with the album right now the moment the first album is sold out and um, we also have today our repress with us so our first album got repressed via tone zone and records and uh, the official release will be on on the 19th of August and today we we have some copies already here and there's also some other stuff coming up um, this year still, I, I don't know, but there's still some things coming up. Yeah, and there's also gonna be an album for uh, next year. How did you get on Tons on Records? Uh, we got a mail on Christmas, on Christmas evening, and uh, <laughs> actually, actually we wanted to write them because it was one of our, uh, our labels that, that we liked because we are uh, friends with Combinat Robotron, for example, they are also on Tonsone Records. And then we said around Christmas time, we need a break, we need time for the family. And then on Christmas Eve, we got a mail from Tonsone Records that they want to sign <laughs> us. So we just said, yeah, let's do it. Come on, some friends helped you out, don't lie. I don't, I don't know. I mean, Combinat Robotron certainly uh, uh, helped us in that way, but other than that, I don't know. Okay, from what I hear, it's, it's, it's normal. <laughs> I mean, not normal, but I mean, uh, uh, it's not, uh, not like friends helping out. You know? I mean, it's, it's real. That's what I mean. But yeah. I'm just asking about the, the friends just for, for, yeah. for, for, as a joke. Don't I mean, worry. There, there's mutual admiration for Combinat and we also met them last year, uh, not not uh, we, this year, when we played in Dresden and in Halle in Germany. We we met for the first time and uh, like uh, for a year we were like you could say uh, uh, how do you letter say buddies. letter yeah. buddies? Yeah, <laughs> we were letter buddies and we we 
Penpals. Penpals, yes. Yeah. And then we met each other and um, I don't know, they're just like, uh, like, like we've knew them for knew them for years. They are very, very nice people and uh, like with Tonson and Records and 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 playing the gigs with them and also with Electric Moon, it was like a natural fit. Yeah. I mean, the whole Tonson Records is high quality stuff. They, I think, they focus on instrumental music, right? Yeah, yeah. I know a band Vespero. They also pretty mm -hmm. good uh, from from that band. All right, and so uh, you play instrumental music. For me, instrumental rock is like classical music, in a way that. Not in a bad way, obviously, but uh, in a way that you can enjoy it no matter what country it is, for example. No matter wh where it plays, it's a music, pure music, so you don't get hinged on the lyrics. And uh, regarding this, uh, I know you don't have uh, singing in your music, but what do you think about the lyrics? Are they helping or like distracting uh, from the music? That's a tough question, actually. I only ask tough questions. Yeah. <laughs> Some, uh, sometimes it fits, sometimes it doesn't. When we uh, recorded our, uh, we just finished our recording uh, recordings for the next album that is coming on uh, next year via Tonson Records, and we had literally no lyrics and no no vocals in there, so we just went instrumental for that. And at the moment, I'm thinking. It's also very nice, but um, we will see how it turns out when we when we mix the stuff. And I mean, when we're playing live, I think it's very nice because we can somehow low-key cue each other and it gives people some sort of, oh, there's another element. There's not just the guitar and, uh, and drums and bass. And I, I think you don't, you must not do it all the time, but when you have the feeling it, it, it's good, then it's probably good. Yeah. Maybe on the general question, like how lyrics influence music, I think for me it's lyrics in English was always like another instrument, but I could also read some meaning into the music of the people that are uh, that have written it and which I got a lot of songs on top of my head where I said, yeah, the lyrics really mean a lot to me. However, I have always had to read them up again because it's not natural for me to process English lyrics like English. And so I'm always listening to it. It's like another instrument. And from that kind of view, I always have the feeling like um, Marcel Skeeter is telling a story like other lyrics are usually or the singing is just telling a story so I usually go with that flow where, where it fits that's my so music is your language your communication thing like di direct one to one yeah I guess <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect that's perfect that's perfect alright um we're gonna jump around between topics and questions, so don't worry, because fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> so you've never played here, right, at this uh, place? Uh, we have played at Arena Basel before with our friends from Half-Baked Cheese. Yes. That was a great gig, um, but we've never played the open air stage at Arena, so that is new to us. Uh, is it like the first gig that you have in a while? I mean, I haven't followed. When was the last gig? in general for you 
three weeks ago. Three weeks ago, right? Three weeks ago, we played in Netherlands and in Köln. In Netherlands with our good friends from D and D W. D and W. This is like a side project from Bismuth. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Really, really cool. Really love the guys. Thanks again to Peter for everything. Yeah. And in Köln, we were playing with Astral Compact. Awesome, awesome stoner band. Yeah. And our friends from the Neue Planet, we organized it. We are really grateful that we both helped us out so much. So you already started the international career, touring around Europe, next is the United States. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see about that. <laughs> uh, but uh, did uh, Tonzon somehow uh, help you out with the uh, touring part, or they just focused yeah, on... on they, they give us give us contacts if they have some, um, and they help us out where they can. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I guess once you're on Tanzon on a, on a label, you you get a, a rec you become recognized as a band, and they already like if there's a promoter, they see that you're on Tanzon, for example. It's yeah. like okay, quality stuff, you know. It's easier to get uh, booked. It's like a sigil or something that you you know in, in Austria there's like also the Amagüte Siegel. <laughs> uh, the Amagüte Siegel uh, is put on is put on uh, on meat when it's when the quality is good, but uh, it's it's all a scam. But uh, <laughs> yeah. but it's like the same, yeah. Yeah. If you're if you're signed on on a label that has some kind of reputation, I mean there are a few labels all in Germany that are that are uh, very specialized, like also Sulatron Records or Tonson and Records and stuff. Uh, when you when you manage to get on there, it's usually a good thing, yeah. No, yeah, it's, it's on, honestly, it's also a lot of word by mouth and talking with the people and getting into the whole scene, and then you get all the contacts and so on. Yeah. So booking is still a lot of work, but it got easier. You do your booking yourself? Yeah, mostly. We were quite, we were really lucky till now because we got the good. Uh, support from like Dazed and Confused, we also helped us to play in Czech Republic. We got in contact on Facebook with like Peter who got us organized and connected with Netherlands and with other people. So it's like, it's a good scene and if we like you, we recommend you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. And so, uh, so the plan now is to record uh, have you recorded a new album already? It's already, it's already recorded and at the moment we are uh, mixing the stuff and, and sorting out what will what we'll, uh, make, make, we'll make to the album. And that's it actually. There's also a split album coming out uh, via Sulatron Records uh, with Intercosmos. Um, it's already in the pressing plant, but I don't have any date on that. But yeah, the next album is already finished. But we're mixing and mastering is still uh, is still on the to-do list and um, yeah. Uh, how how do how different is it from the previous album? Um. Music? Did you maybe you record it in some different way? Maybe there's some concepts different behind it. You know. Oh. Um. <laughs> 
So we spent a lot of time and effort in um, um, upping our rehearsal room, um, especially Patrick and Marcel um, put quite some effort into it. Um, and we had a sound engineer with us, Gödi. Many thanks to Gödi. Yeah. He's our spirit yeah. animal, <laughs> <laughs> our guy for anything. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> so, so that's different from our first album. Um, our first album was recorded in a studio. And I would say that's, that's quite the difference um, to um, record uh, in your own rehearsal room where there's coffee and yeah. yeah. <laughs> All kind of things. And alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Or oh, you don't drink when you record. Well, we do. Uh, I, I drink for all the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I gotta admit that. <laughs> I, I, I honestly got to say for this album, I didn't drink anything or something else during the recording because it was like focus and being in the moment. So it is different from yeah. the previous album. Yeah, it is different because from a, I think it sounds more like us and how we perceive ourselves. Yeah. Because we put really, really a lot of effort and iterations into the, the sound process. We, we had some really good takes and we would like to release them and we like, so if, but we, we made such huge jumps on the sound perspective that we sound outdated to us. Yeah. So we worked really, really a lot on that because how we play and how we sound is, at least for me, a major influence on what I'm, I'm playing and how I'm playing. So from that perspective, it's um, quite different from the, from the first album. However, it's, it's still us and we were the same people on the first album. So you get, it's a refined version of us. Yeah. You get back. I would also say it's a more refined version of us. The first album was like, you know, Corona hit hit every musician out there and you couldn't do any concerts, couldn't do any shows. So we just went into the studio and made the best out of it. And thanks, thanks to God and everyone who supported us that this... Uh, to God? No, no, no. Thanks to, to everyone who supported us. I don't know. Thanks to Alex Watagin who recorded this, this, this piece with us. Uh, while we couldn't play any concerts and I think this was a good decision but we weren't really sure what this is going to be with us uh, we knew that we were okay we're we're playing and we are uh, we're a band now and uh, we are doing some gigs and it would be nice to record an album and we did that but I think the next album is 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 going to be more like us and more from the heart and uh, everything we like to do everything we like to do everything on ourselves we also print our t-shirts ourselves we also like patrick does the booking for us uh, and we recorded everything ourselves and stuff and i think i think it's going to be very nice and it's up to the listener if they like the f the, the first album more or the second album i think uh, you have to kind of go forward as a musician and develop some something I don't know you can't sound the same all the time and I think it's important to 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 how did you say it to ref, to refine it it's like this if, if you think like of Speck uh, 
in a, in, a, in a big tank, the second album is the distilled extraction of that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had some, some vegan camembert at home the last weeks and on the, on the inside it was like so, yeah, if it develops some punch uh, and some stench over the time, it's like the culture's developing still and so on. That's it. Our vegan camembert cultures have developed. <laughs> It's a great analogy. Yeah, usually uh, the first album is you getting to know each other. It's just like a trying out if it works out for yes. any band, yes. you know. Usually, sometimes it takes three, four albums to get the right, you know. Like if you talk to, I mean, if you talk to the history, read the history of many famous bands, man, some people were not discovered for 10 years, you know. But you have a good start, it's going. You, I mean, the momentum is going, so just hold on to it, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing it right, so thank you. Very much. Much. Wish you all the best with that. So uh, uh, we're like almost done for now because later this was just this interview is uh, a first interview just to get to know you. But later, if you you would like, we would we would make a proper uh, episode just dedicated to your band if you would oh, really? like to. Wow. Maybe uh, when, when maybe when the next album comes out. When the next album comes out. Um, and uh, usually I put the song at the end of the ep of the interview of the episode. So which song would you like me to put your uh, song at uh, the end of this part? Wait, let's, let's do you have fun? Let's all say it on screen. I, I mean, I mean, I'm really, pr I'm really proud of the med session. And any bit of the med session is like, you can take that, and I won't say anything. But I really like maybe, I think a hidden gem of our first album is Firmament. I really like I really like the this tune, yeah. But I don't know, let's ask Patrick here. Uh, for me it's probably Mega Chunk. Mega Chunk, yeah. Yeah. Because it is <laughs> I, I totally lost where we are in the tune <laughs> and I was doing some weird changes and we caught up instantly on it. That is, that, that's like such such a spec moment where I have no idea what's happening. Yeah. I've lost time as a drummer and I have got to honestly commit that it sometimes happens. And we all snap together again. That's that's really great. Yeah, that was some great spagitude. <laughs> <laughs> Um, me, I like uh, the Met Session a lot, personally. Um, but from the first album, I would say the title track, Unkraut. Um, I just like how it's... Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I, like I meant Unkraut, sorry. <laughs> I meant Unkraut. Yeah. Oh, you did? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's almost two years since we've re recorded this, so... Um, yeah, yeah I, I would say it's Unkraut. <laughs> and we never played the stuff live. That's because we can't. <laughs> we, we, we can't play. Well, we, we, we were asked once on a concert to play a song from the album and we were so uh, confused by it that, <laughs> yeah, that, that we did it, but we did it just like five minutes and then we totally changed the direction and it took a whole nother... Uh, it, it, it grew into a whole nother beast. And then after the concert, the guy came up to us and said, yeah, the first thing was great, but did you improvise the rest? Because I didn't <laughs> recognize it. And yeah, I mean, we're, we're a champ and we, we try to write stuff and we try to 
to come up with ideas and, and record them like three, four times after another, but it doesn't work. It, we can't do it. And yeah, the first take always has the, the, um, the most energy. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the, the next album is all first takes, yeah. once played, I tried sometimes, like I'm a drummer, I have a range of mine, like, hey, can we do this, can we do that? It always got worse. <laughs> so, so, Unkraut, you want to say. Or maybe like a, a song that, uh, a good introduction to your band. I mean, you could also pick a, just, just pick a song, I don't know. No, I don't do that. You don't do that, okay. Then, <laughs> then, let's, then let's just go with yeah. Unkraut, yeah. The title track of the first album. I think the bass line in the beginning is very nice and, and, the, and the drums are like very repetitive and stuff, it, it grooves and then yeah I think that's, that would be a good introduction to, if, to our band, yeah. Alright, then we're gonna put it at the end. Uh, also, where people, are there still vinyls left online that you can buy? Just the repress. But still, right? Where, yeah. Where can people get it? Uh, they can order them via Tonsonen Records. They can buy them today if they are lucky enough to be at the uh, to be at the arena. And we'll, we'll put some uh, online on Bandcamp. Yes, um, yep. it will be released on the 19th of August as well. Um, and we'll, yeah, of course we're we're bringing um, vinyl to our concerts. Yeah. And it got remastered the second press. Yeah, Am yeah. I right? The second press got, yeah, got yeah, also to be released yeah. in like two weeks. Yeah, but it got also got remastered. Yes. Yeah, new remastering on the second press. Yeah. Check it out. Not online. And only on vinyl. Also a com completely new cut. It got new. The 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 negative for for the record was completely uh, made new, and and yeah, also the mastering was done uh, again. Alright, and what, uh, where, on what social media can people follow you? What's the best one so that they can stay in touch with you? Like Instagram or Facebook? Bandcamp. Bandcamp also. So basically, if they want to get in touch with you, it's the best way in touch is Instagram. If they want to book you. <laughs> if they want to book us, uh, yeah, they can do that. We also have a, a mail address on our Bandcamp or some booking informations, but uh, Facebook, some people try to book us over Facebook, some people try to book us uh, on Instagram. We respond to everyone, so... For an honest, in-touch experience, I still recommend physical being here at yeah. the concert. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm, I'm in the presence of the band. It's really pleasant experience. I really recommend it to everyone. Come to Vienna, check out the band. And guys, thank you very much for this. Thank you very much. I wish you all the best. Yeah. And see you on the see you live a bit later and see you live in the next future yeah, concert. Yeah. Thank Great. you very much. Thanks. Thank you.
Thanks, Speck. And now let's talk to Lupus. So, a little bit of context. Uh, so, uh, now I'm recording. Uh, so, uh, uh, I'm talking to <laughs> Lupus. And Lupus already played. They were the first band. And I really enjoyed this concert. It was <sighs> hard, rock, sweaty. But somehow, I feel that uh, because of this hotness, it was weather, everybody were on the same field, like feeling, you know, like everybody got into the music faster than usual. Well, that's what I wanted to say. Oh, by the way, how I know about you. I was, uh, I saw your show at when uh, the guys from Atom Womb organized Fractal Nights. It was in Fenster, yeah, and I made a poster. That's okay. No problem. Uh, and I made a poster for that event. That's how I know. Ah, nice. Yeah, and that's how I know about the band I was at here. I, I know you. That's why I talk to you, right? Yeah, it was so, one of the first Fractal Nights, right? The first one. The, oh, oh, the very first. I, I made the poster, the yellow one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, what's your name? It's David Henry. Henry David. And what do you play? Play the e guitar. Leo, I play bass. I'm Oski, I play electric guitar. Michi and drums. Samuel, I'm the singer. So, first of all, uh, I want to say that I talked to the brother of the drummer. Who's the drummer? Yeah, I talked to, the, to, to, to your brother and he said that you don't like social media. You don't like anything that... You know, like this technology, old boring shit. No, it's not that we don't like it, we're just not good at it. We're not we would. Talented. We would like to be better at it, but. Um, we don't think so much about it. We should think about it more, I think. Well, if you want to go commercial, that's a, that's a thing, then you need to think about it a little bit more. But, I mean, you, you look like the band that is like old school. Uh, rock and roll would you agree or not yeah but still making money would be nice a bit just a little bit <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit actually we don't care about the money we're doing it for the fun Leo. <laughs> such lies i like it you start like a normal musician then in the end you're gonna be the lies are starting already yeah, yeah, you're gonna be like thinking about contracts in the end, you know, like who's gonna get a little bit of this or that. <laughs> no, but seriously, you know, like, uh, what's your plan? I mean, uh, at least for this year. I'm starting with the hard questions already. Yeah, we, we recorded our second album now, and we're planning to launch our first single now in August, mm -hmm. but we didn't do a video clip yet, so. You see our our social me media. Uh, how do you call it? <laughs> well, the problem is that there's not much information uh, online. I mean, social media, but it was not easy to find even your names. I had to check out Spotify to see the names of who's who. You know, probably uh, no one should know our names. <laughs> uh, 
Well, it's YouTube. a problem like for people like me, you know, I want to talk to you and I want to know your name. So I would like to have a press page somewhere with your names, biography, some basic stuff, you know, so it's easier for me to, uh, you know, like just to know what's up, you know, how to address you at least. The problem with this uh, social media thing is uh, Michi and I play in three other bands. I heard. Henry plays in two in two bands. Um, so if it were it, if it was only lupus, maybe we would be able to focus more on these things. But um, we're always switching, so it's not so easy. Actually, it would be a, actually it would be a f full time job, yeah, but <laughs> because of less money making, it's not possible. Of yeah, so there is another job. Which well, you have three jobs. You have this yeah. band, yeah, yeah. more bands. And, and social media and nothing is getting mm. money as I yeah. understand yeah but whatever it's just about yeah. like f fun like we like we lupus we play now since more than five years I can I stopped counting and yeah it's just always fun always when we are on stage way more than five years you started in 2016, I think. The thing is, we are yeah. good friends and we enjoy making music together. That's the point. Well, that's 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 what a manager, a music manager, would like to hear because that you're dedicated to your music, to to to. Yeah, we like each other and we enjoy having fun together at our room where we're making music and we enjoy playing concert concerts as well, but. Not that often, but when, then we enjoy. Uh, it's not the first time you play at Arena Bison, no? No. No, no, no. Yes, but we played at the Arena, the big, the big hall. We played at the big hall. You opened for somebody, no? We opened for Avalanche. 10 year anniversary of Avalanche. And yeah, we opened it. It was quite an experience. Because it was sold out because of Corona. <laughs> it oh, yeah. I wanted to ask you about Corona. How did it affect you? So, in this case, it was good. No, it was fucked up, of oh, course. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking no, I mean, Corona was no, no, I mean, I mean, because I didn't we get were, it. You we were used to play concerts every month, and then with the Corona start, we played a concert a year. Yeah, but you mean, but you mean playing the big hall? It was because. No, I of mean, uh, that's what I mean. It was sold out. It was sold out. Because yeah, because they, because they were limited seats. Yeah, they had yeah. Sorry, I mean, it's been a long time ago. I forgot. You know, yeah. concert. Oh, that sucks. Okay. That yes. But, but still, the people were standing on the chairs, so... Yeah, at least Umut, <laughs> he's the best. <laughs> Umut is our biggest fan. Or, uh, our Who is Umut? We should say hello to Umut, right? Yeah, say hello to Umut. Umut is our man. Umut is a Viennese legend. He's um, is bartender at Kreisky and yeah. he will, were bartender at other uh, bars, legend bars, and he's the man. And he okay. plays our music <laughs> in the bars. Is he active on social media? Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna use him to promote Hope this podcast and you. Yeah. 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 
he will share it for if he, he will share it for sure okay i know who to contact yeah, he's the one who's doing the most social media for us yeah that's true yeah yeah, yeah. he's got rote beard also on instagram so we saw what he heard on spotify in one year and lupus was at the first place <laughs> Oh my god, he's like a super fan. If he's a super fan, like he's like a family member. He's like a yeah. human. Superhuman. Superhuman, super fan. <laughs> Keep him, I don't know, like make him your uh, uh, roadie yeah. or merch guy. Yeah, if yeah, if we should. ever go on tour, Umut is going with us. <laughs> well, when was the last time you were on tour? Or not so much? We, been we never went on tour. We are going on tour, but. Uh, in October, it's like a mixed tour with uh, three bands. We are not all too sure about how it's gonna go, but yeah, Germany ourselves. So we don't know yet. But that's not the first uh, tour. Yes, it is. We didn't do a tour yet. We just went to to how is it called? Osttirol to a festival with a friend of ours who has a camper van that was a tour experience for us but it was just one day so okay but how was this tour experience what, what happened there i'm sure you know if you had one something happened there yeah, but yeah some of the guys took lsd so it was great i love it <laughs> we were treated like rock stars <laughs> all right all right all right all right all right so it was it was a pleasant experience eh? mm. yeah so people people asked me to bring them to backstage and i thought okay and but backstage was was a really fucked up place but still there was beer <laughs> yeah there was something at least yeah. some beer so you you never recovered from that tour you're still touring i guess mentally yeah <laughs> Yeah, dreaming about it, of <laughs> course. But okay, so uh, you uh, released an album uh, a couple of years ago, I think. Three years. Three years ago, right? Two years. Two years. Two years. Two. Yeah, and now you recorded uh, a new album, and you have a single, and uh, no, more stuff. When is new stuff coming out? First of all. Question. No, no it's, it's not. Let's say, let's say it's autumn. Just autumn say is autumn is a good new album. Autumn this year. Single, single is coming. Let's say September, and the whole album is coming in autumn. <laughs> or maybe winter, but actually autumn. When are your next gigs? Because this podcast will come out next week on Wednesday. Next oh shit. Oh shit! <laughs> 17th of November? In ah, yeah, Fluke? of course. On ah, yeah. 17th of November, there's gonna be a big thing. So we have these three bands it's Ando, Plaza Curran, and us, Lupus. And it's kind of a mixture band, so um, it's Michi on the drums in every band, it's Leo on the bass in every band. And so there are a few more friends in the other bands and we're having this mixture, nice thing going on, um, hand in hand band thing that we're gonna change every two songs. The singer, 
the guitarists and pianists and synthesizer peoples and all the other peoples will do some other crazy stuff but it's going to be a big thing and yeah 17th of november let's come to uh, where fluke fluke vienna flying band change like everyone on stage all three bands and changing switching all the time between the bands and the songs band for band goes hand in hand yeah i mean that's uh that's a challenge. <laughs> That's a challenge. I mean, <laughs> the drummer's gonna die. <gasps> the drummer's gonna die. That's why you should come to see a drummer die on stage. That's perfect. <laughs> come see me die. <laughs> come see me. Die. He's quite young. He no, will do he a great die, job. But it's an experience. But it's definitely an experience. Like a uh, three gigs at the same time, kind of. All right. So, um, a quick uh, history lesson, in a way. Uh, how did it all start, the Lopez thing? Yeah, it started with me and Oski in the small chamber in the first district yeah. with some two other friends of us. And then Henry joined us. And then we had a band called, I don't know, for two years and then some other guys joined us and I don't know it all started yeah so so just the first room was like going to hell because because it was really deep downstairs and we we drew a, a pentagram on the walls <laughs> you went the full slayer you want the Slayer, you wanted to be like Slayer and you saw a pentagram, but it turned out you yeah. become Lupus. <laughs> Let's but call it like this. But the band, the way it's now, we joined five years ago, Michi and I. Four years ago? Four or five? Corona is three years already. Four or five years, more or less. So. And there was also a kind of, um, maybe a subtle switch of music genre direction, maybe. Yeah, a little bit. It's getting a bit more cauty, can I say cauty? It's getting a bit more... Um, less, a little less stoner, stone, stonery, maybe. We got a smooth rhythm section and we're pretty lucky to have them. Alright, uh, the, the, the uh, Fractal Nice was, I think, oh my god, it was before Corona. So I guess maybe I even heard you when you were more stoner. I won't be surprised. I don't remember when was the, the Fractal Nights thing. I think it was at least three years ago. Yeah, Fractal Nights was 19, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. So at that time you were already like moved to the new genre. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we started really early in this cemetery thing uh, in the second underfloor and it was in the first district which was the contrary thing and yeah we walked through the Kantnerstrasse in Vienna and then we went into the door and went to the second cemetery floor and was just fucked up full of um, what we call in Spain fungi uh, fungi. fungi. 
Yeah, the mushroom things, you know. And all the amps were dying. Mold. Oh, wow. Yeah, mold. Not, not psychedelic mushroom, but mold. Mold, on, mold around the walls because of oh, yeah. the piss and the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the, wet, maybe, the, the water in the air. it was psychedelic. We didn't try. And we were hard rehearsing there, and we were really loud, and we were a lot of smoking, and police came sometimes, even there. <laughs> um, yeah, that's where we, it all began. And after a while, Michi and Leo joined us, and it was just a restart of all everything, because yeah, rhythm section is fucking important to every band and that's what they did, they made it just what we are now and it's fucking great. Awesome. And when police came, they turned off the lights and they said, wow, the sound is pretty great, but you really gotta stop. <laughs> <laughs> so confirmation about the police, the official statement of approval, it's all great. Alright, so uh, we see a progression in style, different, you're going different genre a little bit. So how is the new stuff that you have now, the new stuff, is different from the stuff that you have now? From the first album, you think? Yeah. I think it's different. Uh, it's very hard to explain for me. We're trying to make each song different, maybe, so that it's not getting boring was there an idea that okay this album we're doing this and this and we're uh, forget about that shit you know like super limitations or you just play it with like this music song and this song and song and that's it I mean it's different between the members because we all listen to different stuff but we kind of meet I think I can say we meet at the crowd uh, genre point. I think everybody enjoys it. Like the stuff they are playing, like monotonic, not so not so much fucking around with melodies or structure, but more with dynamics and um, building up, building up dynamics, going down. Long songs. I mean, they were always long, but now they're more to the point. Not so much, uh, not so many melodies, just bit straighter I think and it's even I hard for us still hard for us to keep it yeah uh, to keep it low with all the melodies and stuff we, yeah we try to we try to slow it a little bit down with the but it's good for the ego I think because you're when you're playing out music you're playing all the same shaking your head to the same beat all the time and sometimes a melody melody pops up something builds up but it's a uh, um, we are working together it's not so much that someone makes a solo or then the other person makes a solo but we're kind of building or that I don't know if it's the if it's already happening but that's the, I think that's the goal or for me it's I I think that's what I would like to make do you think that subconsciously you're making it a little bit commercial like sounding commercial more easier to listen to I think so Oski says Oski is shaking his head, but I think so. I don't know. I'm making the. Th I I think I'm making the stuff I want to hear. 
I don't know if it's more commercial. For me, it's more commercial for my taste because I enjoy it more. But pff, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, lupus songs develop in many ways, and uh, it, no matter what kind, <laughs> Henry can always play something. Uh, damn. Well, I can yeah, say in English is It's fine. Uh, I can tell you about how I experience. So for me, a lupus. When I say lupus, it sounds like um, it looks and sounds well. First of all, it looks like a band that I you take from 70s, you know, and you bring it to the now. So, and what I mean is, it has a, a genuine uh, feel of rock and roll. You know, I, I like rock and roll, the classic one, hard rock and stuff like yes. the, the stuff. And that's the impression that I get when I see and I hear Lupus. I don't know if that's what you wanted yeah. to, to do or not. It's, the, it's in the core of everything we do, of course, this 70s uh, sound. But I think for me what's interesting is trying to get out of the zone a bit, out of this thing, and make something new with it. It's not so easy, but I know we tried with the synthesizer, we tried with... Uh, um, maybe influences from world music, like Turkish, it's different kinds of melodies, not the straight up uh, four to the floor, but uh, trying to explore a bit. I don't know. Yeah, I talk, I talk to Speck and in general with musicians that uh, the first album, the first two albums, or maybe the first five albums, is you just search for your sound of who you are as a band. 100% that's true. And and then and then you kind of feel confident that okay, we kind of we kind of found what we want. We still want to experiment more, but it's kind of like we feel more confident about it. I'm never totally confident, but still the this searching thing is fun. So trying new stuff. Uh, probably when when you're confident it means you're too confident. It means that you're too uh, maybe you're arrogant, you know? start to think like okay I'm the king of the world fuck everybody my stuff my shit is good like say like this you know there's many there's many people like this yeah. oh I know <laughs> I've seen them Amen. all yeah. all right so uh, uh, I think it was with your band that you have some uh, also skateboards no you don't have skateboards it's different sure. yeah. these three Samu, Oski and Henry are long li uh, uh, lifetime skaters. Yeah, that's what I saw. That I checked out your bandcamp and I saw that you have skateboards as a merch. Oh, that's true. That's yeah, what I mean, and that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, the boards, the design of the boards is with our first album cover. His, uh, me, his brother did it. The brother's, dra uh, the drummer's brother did it. Uh, like really big on wood and we took it as uh, the album cover and yeah we used it on the board on Yama skateboards it's a brand from the west side of Austria and it's uh, known <laughs> west side <laughs> yeah but it happened because of uh, f uh, friendly connections I mean he skates for Yama 
The whole crew is kind of befriended with them. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't um, deliberate that we wanted to make a, it just uh, the thing is, happened. The thing is, we like Samu, Oski, and me, and we are from Vorarlberg, and we met each other when we were like, I don't know, 10 years old. And we were used to go skating since then. And now we are, I don't know, 30, <laughs> living in Vienna and still going skating. I mean, maybe a, maybe a little bit less, but still going skating. And yeah, meanwhile, we had this band and still um, we wanted to connect it somehow, this music with the skateboarding thing. But that, uh, with the skateboards, what I want to say is that, uh, and in general, is that uh, your music is good, you look good, merch is good, you have some cool merch, right? Uh, you just need to keep it, like, keep doing what you're doing, as I tell all the bands that are doing it well. Maybe concentrate a little bit of making it more, not, not I don't want to say commercial. Say whatever you're thinking. Well, I say like to all the bands, like for example, I know that most of the bands and musicians and I also don't like the social media shit, you know, it takes a lot of time. But maybe not social media, you know, maybe more work a little bit more on building connections with other bands or people in the industry so that they know who you are, you know. That's, social media is only about telling people that you exist and so that people don't forget about you. Yeah. That's the only reason. Yeah, but I think you can do it also really fun. I th because Instagram, exactly. Instagram can be so stuck up. You can, like we are playing here at the 29th of uh, September. Like you can make also a bit funnier, but we are trying. We're kind of trying, I think. I don't know. It's tough. We are trying. Oh start with just simple stuff like like talking to your friends as usual but maybe like tell story i mean spread more words among your friends you know like that stuff this is, this is social media is basically telling people that you know and you don't know what you do and making it fun for the people who listen to you That's yeah i mean it's all the same it's the same with video clips people don't want to listen to a song on youtube if it doesn't have a catchy video clip it's part of it. I don't know. We are. I think we. Is, yeah. I also think we should try more of it. But yeah. And I can tell you because I make music videos, so really? I, I I see who who's who's ordering them and yeah. what for what reasons you and that stuff. Do, you should do a music video for us. <laughs> we can discuss it. There are so many <laughs> details. It's unbelievable. Uh, for for my part. I don't really like commercial music because normally it's quite boring and people only listen to it because it's playing on the radio and they turn on the radio and then they hear it while they are working and stuff but they don't really enjoy it. But you have to they understand that the Led Zeppelin was also commercial at the time and they're still good. Who? Led Zeppelin or uh, whatever. Or um, um, Slayer was probably also yeah, mainstream at some point. I don't think I don't think you have to get so stuck up with this thing of being underground. It's not it's about reaching the mainstream. Yeah, our it's music is not getting... mainstream. We're not maybe not radio friendly, you know. 
we're just making our thing it's more a, a bit maybe harder a bit more rock and stuff I don't know uh, but yeah I don't know that, well I could tell you a story what happened with the black keys you know the black keys right so they were playing in the garage and everything's fine played a couple of kicks and then they become big and then uh, uh, some whatever company talked to them and said we want to buy your music for our commercial and they said fuck you we don't sell out fuck this and it was fine but then the, but then the whole family all their relatives said ah, we actually needed that money for our lives you know it's like it's fine you you did you're what you you did I mean rock and roll and stuff but uh, yeah, but the, but the thing with the Black Keys is that they were actually really, really great. I really loved their songs, their old songs. But then, when it became commercial, it really sucked. There was maybe one hit or something. We are beer drinkers and sound makers, and I don't know. It it doesn't mean in anything commercial. All right, guys, I'm talking for like half an hour. Like, I don't want to bother you anymore. And I'm, I'm really grateful for your time. Uh, uh, at the end of the episode, I usually ask what uh, to put the song of the band. Which song do you want me to put at the end of the episode, of the interview? And it's better, and your band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's better when it's a good introduction to your band. Ein Song vom Album. Welche Nummer? We don't, at the moment, we don't enjoy playing our songs from the old album. You choose any, any so other band. You choose. You choose. Maybe. Yeah, everybody says I should yeah. choose. No, 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 no. I don't okay. choose. Because Here. you choose a song that you feel about and there are reasons. I think our singer should choose because he writes a lot of lyrics and songs actually no but it's it's not released yet so it should be a released one i mean if you give me a one that's not released and it will come out on wednesday then fine you should decide or if you want to like you don't know maybe it's better just tell me a song from the previous album one my favorite is uh, Bootless with the saxophone and it's a lot of different stuff and some James Bond in it and some James Bonding and Clint Eastwooding. <laughs> it's a really long number like 30 minutes and it's starting quite easy with saxophone and delays and stuff and then it's getting kind of heavy in your Morricone uh, guitar lines are you fucking shitting me is this for real? no it's for real <laughs> it's starting easy and then it's like in your face okay this episode is going to be like four hours long <laughs> all right guys thank you very much uh, I wish you all the best thank you thank you for spreading the word really
Thanks, Lupus. And now let's talk to Mothers of the Land. First of all, a little bit of context. So everybody played. Speck just played. You played. You're the band Mothers of the Land, correct? Yeah. Really awesome band. So guys, first of all, I want to say that uh, I really freaking enjoyed the, 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 the gig that you played. You I really, I really right. dig it. And also, one of the reasons, um, I, what I like about instrumental music, there's not much talking. There's a little bit of talking, a little bit mandatory talking. But man, the energy is really cool. Really dig it. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, thanks. Uh, it was intense today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a uh, sauna on stage. Yes, it's yeah. today yeah. We, we need to again explain it was 35 degrees, 36 the everywhere. And on another 10 degrees, maybe. And on <laughs> stage is fucked up. <laughs> um, okay, could you please introduce yourself so that we know your voices? I'm Jacob, I'm the drummer. I'm George, I play guitar. I am Jack, I also play guitar. And we have uh, also a fourth member that's not president at the moment, he's somewhere wasted. He's our bass player. <laughs> our bass player is, uh, is not present at the moment. Yeah, he's, he's probably not wasted, he's probably having no. adventures. Yeah. No, he's not wasted. E he's eccentric just adventures, that's yeah. what he does. Yeah. Doing his own thing, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, right. We want to be politically correct, he's not wasted, <laughs> he's enjoying life. No, he's really not. <laughs> totally true. Um, so honestly i didn't know much about you before this tonight uh, but i checked you out there's actually not that much information online so could you please a little bit for the people who never heard about you explain like quickly who you are like, as a band and how it's all started yeah well it started with three of our actual members with the bass player Jon, george and me the drummer uh like 10 years ago 2012 and we're in this formation since 2015 with Jack on the second guitar and that's actually a formation we made both our albums and yeah that we're going with now so uh, uh, you said both of the albums so you had the live album and uh, no uh, a live recorded yeah. it, it was a live recording but it was in the studio so there was there was a, it wasn't really an album there was the deer in the headlights session and that was a... Three songs, four songs? No, well, it was like... During the headlight session, is that... Yeah. Uh, what does it mean? So that was, that was a purely live session that we had where we played our songs. And then the first album, we recorded it within two days. And most of the recordings were done simply live in the studio. And uh, with, uh, yeah, you know, very little post-production. Digital or tape? Um, I believe it was digital, yeah. We didn't, we couldn't afford like analog tape or anything. Would have been nice, but yeah. Yeah, tape, I mean, tape with the motherfucker, it's, it's really yeah. awesome, but really expensive. In every, if something goes wrong, you have to go to switch to digital. That's what happened when all the bands that I interviewed, they were preparing to record digital, but the tape machine broke down and that day they had just record to digital and stuff. Well, I think we're all uh, big fans of 70s rock and a lot of the recordings from those days were done live because the technology available was simply not as, um, yeah, as, as com complex or uh, yeah, like, like it is today. So uh, we wanted to replicate the same kind of feeling, like, for example, a band like Led Zeppelin or Rory Gallagher or whatever, where you have a bit of a live feeling in the recordings. 
and uh, that's why we decided to record everything, like all of us playing at the same time, also so that we have this um, kind of there's there's a bit of a psychic connection between musicians when you're playing live, and a lot of bands these days are recording with click tracks and really using a lot of post production, and uh, we wanted to just keep it old school and keep it kind of loose and uh, yeah. that's how the first record uh, came around yes. the second record was quite similar but yeah so no quant quantizing no nothing no, no the first the first record was really intense you know it was just life you know so if you if you screwed up at the last uh, minute and last moment so we had to had to play it like a 10 minute song again you know yes. so but I'm very proud of, of what we did so yeah. how many takes on average did you take I think it was maybe five. between one and five for each song. I think very often we took the first take in the end. Um, sometimes True, yeah. the third take, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, something like that. And like from my side, I mean, there I hear those records, and or at least the first one, and I, I still hear little mistakes that I did here and there. I think most people wouldn't catch on to that, but it's, it's a funny, you know, little... Easter egg, I guess. Yeah. So. That's absolutely normal to feel, to, yeah. to know your mistakes, yeah. and it's a part of the process. And each time you try to make it better and stuff. But and regarding that, actually, what what are your plans for this year? I guess uh, just write new new songs or uh, write uh, you know new songs basically, yeah. and play live as much as we can. Uh, I, I guess it's not the first time you play at Arena Basel. No. no, it's not the first time. It's also going, not going to be the last time, I think. <laughs> no, I hope so, it's not also. No, but I mean, like, for example, Speck, I think they played it the second time from then, I need to release it through the recording again. But it's a really cool place. Uh, so, um, I think it's our fourth time, our, our fourth time Bierwoche or something like that. Well, I love beer walking. So I mean, everybody loves. We all love beer walking. Can you explain what it is for the non-Austrian people? Okay, um, so beer walking is something happening at the arena. Arena is a very special place in Vienna, where where a lot of rock concerts and stuff like that is happening, and it used to be um, like a free space. Um, uh, Speck people said it was a slaughterhouse. It was a slaughterhouse, then people besetzt. So first it was a slaughterhouse, then, then it was squatted in the 70s. That's and now it's kind of, you know, still, you know, living and still doing awesome stuff and supporting a lot of bands. And yeah, it's actually a non-commercial place in the, in, to the end now. There's no private um, firm or something behind it that's, that's getting like the profits or something. So it's a really community thing. And yeah, the Bierwoche now is from the Arena Beisel. This is a special place in the arena again. And they're making a week of concerts with more or less free entry. Well, you can give what you want. Um, like two to three bands every day, a special beer price, a special beer every day, and a lot of fun stuff like tournaments in table soccer and whatever is funny and if you're not if you're non-german speaker i have to translate beer woche means beer week <laughs> yeah it's a beer week and of course you meet such awesome bands as tonight as we have mothers of the land we have lupus we have speck a really cool lineup that's why i was when, when i saw the lineup i was like okay i need to interview all the guys it's a, I, I mean it's a one time opportunity to interview all the guys at the same time so uh, what do you think about, so you're recording new stuff, do you think it's going to be a little bit different from what you did before? 
Sure. Uh, in which direction and in which direction are you going? What do you think? I mean, for me, it probably will be different. But uh, you know, as a listener, it's just gonna be Mothers of the Land. You know, <laughs> so for, it's going to be have two guitars. You know, you know, wailing away, shredding, and and just a lot of a lot of bendings and uh, harmonies. <laughs> <laughs> so it's go I think it's going to be pretty similar. But yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, it's hard to say. So, yeah, not, so not a lot of not a lot of differences. I have to say, but we're not gonna have like keyboards or or like you know. But we're going to continue what we do, for sure. We're not going to listen like a new band, probably. <laughs> so uh, at the moment, so with the bands before, you know, all of them had their first album. They recorded their first album, right? And all of them, they feel that they're looking, and I also agree with that, they're looking for their sound. Can you say that you already discovered your sound of your band? I think so, yeah. yeah. I think, well, what do you say? I mean, uh, for me, I think we have our sound, yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, uh, I guess what I would say is uh, when I joined the band uh, in 2015, uh, we kind of immediately had a connection uh, or kind of a, a similar goal in mind, at least Georg and I, as the two guitarists, uh, we were just completely in love with dual guitar harmonies. And that's something that I never get tired of doing. I, I think yeah. he never gets tired of yeah. doing either. It's the best, you know. And, yeah. you know, that just combined with whatever other influences we have uh, and in new formations. And, yeah, I think that's something that we'll always have. Uh, but we're open to including other, other things. Like there are, you know, in, in the last few recordings, we've experimented more with maybe some folk elements here and there. Yeah. Or uh, I don't know other stuff. Sometimes some classical guitar elements, or mm -hmm. um, but in the end, it you know it kind of gets viewed through the lens of rock music and whatever we can execute properly in a live setting. So, and we're also a kind of band like there are a lot of really amazing bands like psychedelic rock bands that create uh, incredibly complex recordings uh, where there's a lot of uh, sophisticated instrumentation and a lot of effects and you know keyboards, synthesizers, uh, well, you know, whatever. Uh, but our goal was always to be able to write songs that we're able to play live and represent live. So with the setup that we have. Oh, that's cool. You know, when I was listening to your music, I had a little bit of feeling of the Nordic vibe a little bit, you know, like especially with the guitars, you know, the solos, you know, like I'm, I'm not a, like a super, like deep into the music of knowing everything, you know, but this is my... I'm average listener. I'm talking about from, from, from the idea of average listener. So would you agree that it's like... I think I know what you mean. I think I know what you mean. You know, it's hard to describe, to put my, my finger on it, but uh, I think I know what you mean, yeah. So, like Especially in solos uh, and, uh, and, and guitars, and that yeah, kind of stuff. A bit of a weird uh, folk vibe and just, you know, just the melodies itself, you know, by, by you know, what we listen to ourselves. It's just... What are your main influences as a band, maybe? Or maybe, who knows, maybe you listen to Bob Marley and it's like the main influence for you. I Bob Marley, I guess, but I think it's mainly 70s rock, for sure, yeah. Like 70s rock with, you know, like these um, bigger-than-life guitar players. Like, you know, like uh, Jimi Hendrix, Rory Gallagher, uh, Gary Moore, you know, these people. And even, like, you know, modern guitar players and also unknown bands, really. I don't know. 
It would be cool to have a cool light show with your music. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, we had we actually uh, we used a couple of times we used uh, liquid lights. Uh, I don't know if uh, that rings a bell. It works. It's great. You know, it looks like you know. Um, it's analog. It's beautiful. You know. Yeah. And we actually want to use that. I mean, it's hard to do all the time with all these, you know, old projectors, but it's, it's great to have a nice light element to it as well. Yeah, uh, what I mean is that uh, you look good, you sound good. It would be cool just to have a little bit of show because I think your music uh, goes well with a little bit of fog. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. I don't want to say lasers, but something like that, like something like uh, more, more more theatrical, <laughs> oh, something like this. Yeah. We talk through our music, you know. Yeah, I mean the, the transitions. I mean the music and the songs all come together. It's the whole experience, and the talking parts are just ruining the moment. And with your band, it's really crucial that there's no like no, no, delay no between bad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no bad jokes. No, no, no jokes. No, how are you doing? Yeah. No way. No, nothing like that. <laughs> I don't like such things in the band, unless it's really nice, really rehearsed. Course, you know. yeah. If you have a co uh, you know charismatic frontman and, and sure, yeah. all that, of course. Yeah. I, th I think whatever way you're able to connect with the audience is a good a good thing, and if you know if if you're able to talk to the audience in a normal way, that's of course uh, excellent. But uh, I was always bothered by watching bands that are, you know, in between songs, I'm like, are you having fun tonight? I can't hear you. Say it louder. And uh, I mean, that can be good, but that's just not our kind of showmanship. We like to, uh, we like to uh, speak through our music, basically. And you're right, maybe some, some more visual uh, elements would, would fit well, too. But it's just a matter of uh, planning and money and, you know, like the bigger you are as a band, the more you can manage to organize a, a bigger show, you know. You mentioned that uh, to have like a fr frontman, right? If you have a singer, you naturally have a, like a, a guy like in the front. So you don't have such guy like as a, in a traditional sense. So what do you have as a band? What's in your case how does it work in your case well I guess you have to ask the audience <laughs> I mean I don't know we don't have a focus point really I don't know I think it's just um, divided you know some people might lo enjoy looking at the drummer and then looking at the bass player or, but we don't have like this focus point I guess this, I, um, I, I, I think maybe uh, the, the correct answer to that or possible answer to that at least is uh, the focal point is the guitar melodies because uh, a lot of bands use a vocalist to create catchy melodies and things you can latch onto as a listener and our goal is to replace the singer with guitar melodies essentially so I, I think melody is very important for us there, there are a lot of bands that just have riffs and you know that that's great heavy riffs are awesome but we like to mix that with very melodic guitar playing so that people still have something to latch on to uh, instead of just having a vocalist so and in that case i guess it's it's useful to just enjoy the music and maybe cl close your eyes you know mm -hmm. and just get into this tr uh, trance and you know get yourself carried away when i mentioned the front guy i mean is that usually like okay if you have a standard band with a singer 
it's easier because you already know what has been done before. Okay, this guy talks, he moves on stage, he energizes the audience. In your case, it's a little bit harder because I'm not sure, like, I don't know. For example, right? Like how how does it work? You know, we don't in general. Have a frontman, really. We don't have a frontman. We're all equal, in a way, all equal parts, and there's not one person sticking out. I, I think, right? So, why I'm asking all these questions is because I'm constantly thinking. Because I work with musicians, I make music videos and I do promotions for for, for musicians, and each time I'm um, seeing in what way the band can be a little bit commercial. I hate the word commercial myself, but more popular and get to more, get the audience. And when I ask about the frontman, it's because I'm thinking like, okay, with the frontman, I know what to do, right? But for example, with your band, we're like, all oh, right, so this doesn't work, that doesn't work, the voice doesn't work, you know, which is good because in this way, like the bands, instrumental bands, they can do something completely different so you can have more attention to the to the show you can have like i don't know like more theatrical regarding like like changing the musicians who's in the front or who's in the back have you thought about it more like like what you can do more regarding the band and regarding how you can make it bigger the uh, bigger in what sense how can you make it more intense let's say like ah. this like the life experience life, life experience because okay. studio okay we understand so we already had, had this light part now yes we, we all agree it's it's really dependable on the size now um, because like a show like here it's open air we, we couldn't do an, a liquid light show there now it wouldn't work because of the lights now um, so yeah that's that's really a size question besides of that we have thought about a lot of stuff, of course, um, but most things you just do for that, exactly that point, are more or less silly. And yeah, we don't really like that stuff so much, so we actually just enjoy playing the music. And everything that doesn't really have anything to do with the music, we don't really understand why should it be connected to it now. Um, and yeah, and that's kind of reflected in, in, in the show as well, of course. No? How well are you with the social media stuff? <laughs> Is somebody doing it or not really? Yeah, I'm doing it a little, yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm announcing shows, of course. Um, sometimes I post photos afterwards. Um, yeah, and if we have like a new album, of course, yeah, then we maybe make a little more posts, <laughs> but that's more or less it. That's that's the problem with all the bands today, and they all agree. Everybody agrees that there's not enough work regarding the promotion thing. Mm -hmm. oh, I mean, it's completely separate work. It's like, mm -hmm. and I wouldn't advise it anyone to do it in general. You know, it's a comp ah fuck it. <laughs> I mean, of course you need to do it, but as I said to the Lopez guys, you know, like work all with the people you know. If you can't do social media, but just spread the word regarding the music industry, like around, hang out more, spread the word, at least. Because w with your band, like with all the bands here, there's not much information online. <laughs> mm -hmm. Some people had to look up the names on Spotify, more info just to get the names of who they are, you know? You know, at, 
I would recommend everybody to have a website. I'm old school. We, have. we used to have one, like, until two months, or like, t two months ago we still had one. <laughs> what was the reason? Uh, corona? Uh, yeah, that, that, that sounds good. I'll, <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> How did Corona stuff affect you? Like, fucked up as everybody else? Uh, yeah, of course, we had a release show planned, no? Like, our second album should be released in, I think, June 2020? Uh, and yeah, obviously, we couldn't play the show. Um, and we still uh, released the album online and all that stuff, of course. But yeah, it would have been way more fun to play some shows for the release. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd say the maybe the biggest effect in that case with the release of our second album was that we weren't able to support it by touring at all. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because I mean, very often when you release an album, you can tour to promote it. And if you're like us, you're not extremely good at social media. Uh, touring is uh, one way to get the word out there. Obviously, Corona shut down that avenue, so... So, now thinking about all this experience, you know, are you going to change something regarding your next release? In which direction? Like In a good direction. <laughs> yeah, obviously we will do that. Um, yeah, probably we will record a little different again, like we always did so far. You've never made music videos or any kind of visual promotion, <laughs> no? Well, we made one music video uh, for our song Cold Sun. We, we had a day where we were shooting out in a rock quarry and uh, we actually had plans to make a, a longer video for our entire first album um, but uh, we decided not to use all that footage and that we just condensed it into one short video for Cold Sun and then a friend of mine cut it together but uh, yeah it wasn't a big release it was just something we kind of did on the side and, uh. Are you planning to do something like this for the upcoming release? Maybe We'll see. If, maybe if you have good, uh, good ideas, then maybe, yeah, why not? Uh, but do you think it's a good idea? Does it help in any way? <sighs> well, uh, you need videos if you want to be uh, promoted on YouTube, for example. So, but at the same time, you need a lot of luck to get... Si are you signed as a, as a band to a label? Stonefree Records. Yeah. Stonefree Stone Records, yeah, we all know Stonefree yeah. Records. It's, uh, uh, Stone Free Records is a local record yeah. in Vienna, I think, in Austria. Yeah. Um, well, I make music videos, that's why I say, yeah, of course you need to make music videos. So, yeah, but it's necessary if you want to increase your chances to get to get known. But it's me, I'm talking like that, of course. Um, okay, guys, I don't want to like bother you too much. We're already like around this time. So, when are the next gigs and when the new stuff is coming out and where can people buy your stuff? Right. You're the social media guy, tell me. <laughs> so, uh, our next show is not announced yet, but it's going to be in the end of October with two US bands in the Viper Room on the 25th. Can you say which, which bands? Uh, I, I don't think so, actually. You're not uh, to say? Uh, well, it, it's not officially announced yet, so I, I, I'm not sure if I, if I should say it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we would like to because these parents are awesome, you know, yeah. they're really great. Uh, but like you said, we're probably not allowed to do so. <laughs> All right, you know, like super awesome bands uh, on uh, which date in Viper Room? 25th of October in Viper Room. Uh -huh. um, that's going to be a fun night. That's actually our only show we planned for now. 
right. And when are you planning to release new music, the new stuff? Well, when we when we have uh, enough material. Right now, we're still right in the writing phase. So winter next year. Probably, yeah. It takes around six months to record everything and stuff. Make it easy, no? Usually it's like four years for an album. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but who knows? And maybe we're a bit faster than this time. We already have two of them, no? So yeah. it's it's only two more years, probably. I highly recommend to do it a little bit faster. It's my average opinion. <laughs> All right, and uh, do you have uh, vinyls and stuff that you can uh, sell? Sure. Um, we have both uh, albums still on vinyl. I think some copies have left. Uh, you get them in some shops in Vienna and over Stonefree Records and obviously on Bandcamp, our main internet selling point. Yeah. Where people can contact you to keep in touch with your Instagram? Um, yeah, they, now I actually managed to merge Instagram with Facebook. So yeah, now I actually answer if you write me on Instagram. Um, also answer on Facebook and I especially love emails. They're way better than all this social media shit. <laughs> and yeah. No TikTok. Oh yeah, we totally plan to do that, but you know, we're not so good with videos. Well, you can do the the, the liquid thing and <laughs> on TikTok. You know, some stoned guys can like enjoy it. Like, you never know. Maybe it goes wild. Yeah, but I think ten second videos and nine minute songs they don't really fit to get it to well now you can do at least three minute videos oh i have no idea of TikTok, obviously <laughs> well <laughs> anyway guys uh thank you very much for this time thank you for agreeing to this i wish you all the best i would like to be on your shows in october and in general listen more to your music because you are, guys are awesome keep it up thanks, all the best thanks a lot cheers thanks for the interview
Thank you, Mothers of the Land. So yeah, thank you everybody who participated in this interview. Uh, Speck, Lupus, Mothers of the Land. It was a great experience. It was really hot, as you can imagine. And, and as you have noticed, by the end of the episode, I was practically destroyed because we recorded at 6 p.m., then around 8, then around 11. I came there even like I came there with musicians around 4:30. Man, it was hot. I don't know how they managed to play on the stage where it's hotter. Anyways, it was a great fun experience. The people are really nice. Thanks to uh, all the people again. It was actually interesting. I found out that at Arena you're not allowed to play after 11. And when I found this out, I looked up when I was standing there. And I saw two residential buildings, and like, okay, Arena is. <laughs> I'm not sure if Arena can make it anymore. If you can't play loud after eleven, uh, this is not really. <clears throat> I don't know, not groovy. But we'll see. But we'll see about that. I hope I'm wrong. So, as you could hear, I asked pretty much the same questions to all the bands. It was pretty cool to see how all of them respond in their own way. There's no wrong answer there, but it was uh, I only realized it later when I was editing the episode. Definitely I need to swear less and have more talk practice. I don't talk much in general. I should practice more, but definitely swearing less. There's no intro music, there's no outro music, because I think... If it's a podcast about music, we should focus only on the music of the bands. Plus, everything that I heard that we can use for the podcast, for the actual podcast, for the intro and transitions or whatever, I didn't like it. Sounds cheesy. I couldn't find anything that would fit the podcast for now. So in the regular Interceptor Beyond podcast, we have the sounds of the system booting up and the sounds of the analog tapes being played and in the green room sessions there's nothing for now thank you for listening to the podcast till the end i'm surprised and didn't expect that that you would make it Mm, actually this episode the green room sessions episode one is not actually one it's a second one the previous the pilot which is called field sessions or field recordings or in the field it doesn't matter which i recorded with julian uh which is four hours long basically us going through the music fest discussing things talking to musicians talking to 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 the people i haven't finished editing it yet because it's freaking four hours and i need to edit it out uh because there's stuff that we need to edit out. Uh, I'm not sure if it will go public, public, like on all platforms, but it will definitely will be available on the Patreon page where you can donate a small amount and you'll have access to this episode. So it's only for the hardcore fans, obviously. And yeah, I mean, if you enjoyed the previous episodes, the season one, please spread the word, tell your friends, people who listen to podcasts, who like music, who like rock music, who work in the music industry, who want to know more about music industry, or who don't want to know more, but still interested in arts, maybe. I don't know. 
Tell them about it. Spread the word. And that's it. Thank you very much for staying for that long. And we will see each other, hear each other soon. There's more stuff coming up. Some more mature stuff is coming up. A level up. And that's it. I wish you all the best. Have a nice day. Bye.